0: This is the Becoming Truth podcast with Conscious Channel Jean Christian. Words of inspirational guidance for an awakening humanity. This is a retelling of an old story, The Ugly Duckling, a story about false belief. Once upon a time, upon another time, and even yet another time, there was a mother duck. She was a mother duck, like all mother ducks, for all mother ducks are the same. They're printed. They're made of mother duck. They're made of everything duck is, especially when they're a mother duck. This mother duck was sitting on her nest, feeling every egg beneath her breast. She could count right through her feathers. She could feel where every little warm egg was. She could feel the little hearts beating in every egg beneath her breast. And as far as happiness goes for ducks, this mother duck was very happy. She was in a farmyard, and it was a safe farmyard, busy, full of many other mother animals. This was dry grass in a dry little corner of the duckyard and she had many visitors many friends who whose little ducklings had already hatched out or who had yet to even lay an egg she was in the paradise of mother ducks in her little farmyard on her dry grass nest feeling the little beating hearts beneath her. It's as though she had a feather that could touch every egg and hear into it and feel into it. And there was one egg beneath her, larger than the rest, whose heartbeat she could feel very strongly. This larger egg made her have to shift positions fairly often. It was too big to just forget about it being there. It pushed into her. Its heartbeat was a little stronger. A mother duck is a mother duck. And if there is an egg beneath her breast, then it is her egg, no matter what. Now the story goes into that big egg that was beneath her in this dry nest. Inside we see the little duckling, all curled up in the dark warmth, hearing all the little heartbeats all around it all the scratchy little shiftings feeling the cloud of warmth above and the depth of warmth below the safest non-worded special little place and if we were to go into that little duck which we will And give it words, which we will, because this is a story, after all. And a story needs words. Even when there isn't any words, a story needs words. This little duck, in this big egg, in this warmest of the safest places, felt the only thing there was to feel. And that was me. There was this feeling inside that could only be called me. Everything else was heartbeat, warmth, darkness, rustle, and then there was me. No thinking, no. I am me, just me. A me that could go on forever and ever because it always did and always will. No beginning and no end to me. No questions of when did me start? Where's me going? Just the isness of me who would ever think that a duckling in the egg would already have it figured out the endlessness of just me well this little duck this little baby duckling curled up not even knowing it had wings or feet or beak all it knew was it had me one day The rustling, the scratching, got a little busier and louder. It wasn't as dark all the time. The cloud of warmth up above would come and go. There was louder and louder rustling and then cracking and then cheeping and the little heartbeats going even louder and faster and it became a busy, busy place. All around, movement. All around, cheeping. Light, dark, dark light. The little duckling curled up in the endlessness of me and just listened now and then the egg would be pushed and rolled around and the little duckling started to stir something is happening there was an urge building an urge to stretch and shout and expand, and all of a sudden, there was this cracking and pushing, and the light became so bright, and the cracking and the pushing continued and the urge and the desire to become as big as big could be, and the little duckling emerged into the bright of the bright, into the cheeping of the cheeping and the warm cloud was gone. It was very exciting. Life looked like this for me. Life looked like feet moving, wings fluttering, cheeping all around. Movement, a sea of movement. The duckling was born. Born into a warmth that now was light, born into a cloud of warmth that was bright and big, as though everything from before was still there but bigger and brighter. If it could be called joy that little ducks feel, there was joy, running all over, bumping into all the other little cheepers, tumbling over into the grass. And then the mother duckling, making her call, her clarion call, which meant without question, come here, come here. And all the little cheepers and all the cheeping came to that clarion call came underneath those feathers again found that space again of dark warmth except the last duck that was born from the large egg couldn't get underneath the mother there wasn't room anymore she tried and tried and tried and tried again but couldn't get there The little ducklings, when they came out from under their warm mother's feathery breast, started to chase the big duckling. You can't come in, you can't come back, you can't be here with us. You smell different, you look different, you cheep different, and they chased the duckling. And the duckling hid and ran. The mother duckling, however, found her big, strange duckling, wrapped her wings around the big, strange duckling, surrounded it with her own smell, and said, you're mine, you're mine. Even if you don't fit, you are mine. As the ducklings all began their journeys across the little duckyard, following their mother, the large duckling was never allowed to be part of the line, always chased to the back, further and further back. Other creatures from the barnyard would begin to chase, chase it away, could see that this duckling was different. Different color, different smell, different sound. How do animals know, and why do they show they know? Pushed away, hiding under the grasses, and every time the duckling got into the grasses, into a hiding place, would curl up around me. This is still here. This meanness is still here. But the more being chased, nipped, bit, scared, the meanness, the sense of me, the endlessness of me and the onlyness of me became harder and harder to find. And now Duckling felt she was running away from that too. Meanness wasn't enough, needed to be other. I need to be otherness, I need to be something else. Because I can't be me. I am being nipped and bit and chased. I am being laughed at, yelled at. Finally, the duckling ran away. Ran away from that terrible duckyard of mirrors that did not see the meanness, only saw an emptiness and a wrongness. A duckling ran away. He ran and ran and ran. Not knowing where to run. Running until he found a pond. Floating on the pond. Feeling the meanest begin to return and the rightness of being on a pond under the sunshine with the sounds all around. But duckling was so young and duckling was lonely and hungry. Is this all there is? Just this meanness? All alone? Is this what I am? A nothingness, all alone? The story of duckling continued like that. Everywhere he went, alone. Everywhere, being chased. Everywhere, not finding Anything but aloneness and a me that was getting smaller and smaller and smaller. The duckling heard and saw the pictures that came from the other animals. You are ugly. You are gawky. You are gray, you are black, you smell strange. You are not us. You are not them. You shouldn't be here. You are wrong. You should disappear. And so disappear duckling did. Mother duck was nowhere around. There was no mother duck. There was no cheeping. And there was no sense of rightness and home. There was the sense of wrongness and needing to disappear. Every mirror said so. It got colder and windier and frostier and darker. A duckling huddled on the edge of a lonely forgotten pond in some unknown field, swimming round and round eating little bits of this and that, grass And the pond began to freeze. And the little circle, little ducklings swam in, got smaller and smaller. And somehow that felt just about right. The world getting smaller and smaller, stiffer and darker, Soon I will be gone. Soon I won't be here. There will be no more me. No more ugly. No more gray. Then it happened. A strange creature came along, larger than a tree and knelt down by little duckling and picked it out of the ice wrapped it in his coat brought him home and gave little duckling a warm nest all his own fed him wonderful little treats adored little duckling just cause it was alive not knowing anything of what it really was. Duckling saw the pictures and heard the words as the man spoke to his children. We don't know what this bird is. We found him freezing in a pond. I've never seen the likes of such a bird. Such large feet. Such a big head. Such a long, gangly neck. Strange little bird. But we can't let him die, so we will keep him. And in the spring, he can live with us, and we'll see what he is when he grows up. So winter passed, and Duckling didn't disappear and didn't die, and yet didn't know anything more than ever before of what he really was. He got given funny names like Stumpy, and cloudy, and warty, and stinky. And the children teased, little duckling. And the cat menaced, little duckling. But the man always protected duckling, and fed in the choice bits of this and that, and said to everyone, You never know what anything or anyone's going to grow up into being. Let's call this duckling Mystery, because we don't know who he is or where he came from or what he's going to be. The children thought that was funny, but they decided to call him Mystery. And so Mystery was his name all winter long. The man even stroked Mystery's little neck his fuzzy back and as the winter moved along things began to change for the duckling. In the spring one morning the sun shone in and the man had left the door open his cage and before anybody had even gotten up mystery dashed out dashed outside into the sunshine with the same feeling and the same stretching urging need to move that had come when he was in the egg and he followed it and he kept following it he ran and then he felt his wings and he stretched them out and he flew the feeling of joy came back, joy at flying, and he saw a twinkling down below and flew down to a pond. And as soon as he landed on the pond, he began to shrink again in fear. For there on the pond was the most beautiful swan's white birds with long, elegant necks floating up into the sky and wings like great pillows billowing at their side floating around gracefully on the pond. He shrank in fear of being pecked, of being chased and told he was wrong, he should disappear, he was ugly. But instead, the beautiful swans swam right close and said welcome brother welcome to our pond Mystery looked down into the water and saw the reflections of the two beautiful swans mirrored as clear as can be in the still water and he also saw a third reflection of another swan and realized he was looking at himself. In amazement, he looked down upon himself. I am a swan, the most beautiful of birds. That is the mystery. That is who I am. I have found my family." The children came down to the pond finally to see if the the swans had returned yet for the spring. There's a new one! There's a new one! They shouted excitedly. So now mystery was no longer a mystery. Mystery knew who he was. He knew his beauty. He knew he could be seen for what he was. And he learned the greatest lesson a duckling could learn. He learned the greatest lesson that any creature could learn. is that you never know who you are. Until you finally really look. Until you finally grow into that. Feel the full width and breadth of all that you are. And see it mirrored in the clear water. And from the eyes of all those around. This old story holds a message that is clear to see, easy to see. And yet it holds a message that every ugly duckling, that every person who feels they have lack, who feels they aren't beautiful, are faulty, that have no purpose, that are not equal to all the grand and beautiful people all around them. It holds a message for you. There is no truth to that. There's no truth to ugliness, to insuperiority, to faultiness, to the hierarchy of less and more. There's no truth to it. The only validity and truth to it is if it is believed so strongly that it is maintained and created and watched. You can be whatever you choose to be. And you can be whatever you choose to believe, indeed. Therefore, the human story varies vastly from the duckling story. The duckling was never a duckling. the was a swan all along. The swan had no reflection of his swanness. He had the pure love of the mother, but no reflection of his swanness until finding some of his own crime. He was defined by every creature he came across as not belonging and as ugly. And the duckling made the fatal mistake of believing it. Believing the definitions given by every other creature he came across. The message in this story is clear. The human spirit, the human being is a swan and is a magnificent creation, a magnificent entity. Every single one is born in that egg, that ovum of potential and is sourced or born from that infinite intricacy of divine beauty. That is what the human being is. Embodiments of consciousness, of love, and of magnificent potential The swan is an old hieroglyphic image of the human soul, the spiritual soul. The swan is that meaning, the infinite, eternally evolving soul. The sanskrit word for swan, hamsa, the sanskrit meaning for swan, is that beautiful, ever migrating, ever evolving soul. That is who you are, in the ovum, in the egg, in the embryo, in the baby through every stumble of childhood, every act of unconsciousness through your life, every trauma you go through, every part of this world you are in, and every definition you are given from the outside. Through all that, beyond all that, you are the swan. You are the bedrock of that potential. And you are that beingness that is waiting to find its reflection and its kin in that clear water. So the story, the old story of the ugly duckling, is a good one for children. Though they may walk away from the story thinking we were just talking about ducklings and swans and other little mean animals that chased and bit and were like bullies. Did they go the next step or did the story just stop until maybe a parent told them? Actually, that little swan is who you are that beautiful bird that was trapped in those gray feathers and the gangly feet was just growing up to being something so beautiful and that's what everybody's doing growing up through their gangly feet their pimply faces their many mistakes, their stumbles, their shames, their victories, their prides. It's all that, that's the barnyard. That's what people are hiding from when they hide. That's what people are trying to disappear from when they don't wanna live anymore. Let me get frozen into a pond. Let my world get so small that I can't even try anymore. That's what the story is about. And the gesture of the ones that actually nurture and love and know doesn't matter what you look like said the mother duck. You are beneath my breast. You are mine. Doesn't matter what bird this is, said the man, it's a life, it's a wonder, and we will feed it and take care of it. Those are the saints of the world, the mothers, the true friends, the true nurturers that can bypass the feathers, the way one looks, and even the things they do. And know that it is the swan, the spirit inside, that is being nurtured and cared for over and over, over and over, time after time, and yet another time, and once again another time, until that spirit, that being, that beautiful human, sees itself and sees what it is, an entity of magnificence, with the ability for consciousness, indescribable avenues of awareness, with the ability for artistry that knows no end, and the ability for love and compassion, and an understanding of the universe, And the wonders of all existence is all what this magnificent entity is designed to do and to be. Hamsa. I myself am the swan. One of the oldest mantras there is. Hamsa. The breath. Breathing ham so, so ham the breath breathing so ham I am that and in the utter simplicity of that recognition there is the explosion of becoming and being and there is the end of shame and limitation of depression a false belief it is not that you are a grandeur it is that you are and that your beauty is the same as everyone else's beauty and as you wake up into your beauty into your true knowing of your exquisite nature you wake up to everyone else's there's no comparing no judging No one else is ugly anymore either. No one else is faulty either. Everyone is just growing up. And you will be someone in the barnyard that doesn't care what they look like because you breathe and live, because you were beneath my feathered breast. I love you.